good evening, everybody. It is another edition of Jamal About Sports on a football Monday, December 5th, 2016. Big show to get to tonight. We've got lots of NFL on the table, a little MLB hot stove as the the owners' meetings, the GM meetings uh, commence this evening, and a little NBA. Riding shotgun, the one, the only. AG, what's going on, my man? Taking it back to 80s, 80s. Ambient art punk. Uh, art, he, art funk. Yes, that of course was uh, world's famous Malcolm McLaren. The um, also uh, was the uh, producer slash manager uh, for the Sex Pistols. Exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, he did some uh, he did some interesting stuff, Malcolm McLaren. That uh, that that album. Yeah, he Duck, has a pretty interesting resume. Yes, he does. And that album, Duck Rock, uh, also uh, sports um, Buffalo Gals, which right. has been sampled many, many, many times uh, in years since. Um, and then he also the, the duck theme once again rearing its head throughout the song. Duck, duck, duck. Right. Exactly. Um, great album. Great album. So yes, as I said, NFL. We start with the hottest team. In the NFL, as much as you try to downplay it, and I don't blame you, you know that, as much as you are still, I would imagine, cautiously optimistic. That's correct. You will never hear, unlike most moronic, not that you're moronic, but unlike most Cowboys fans who are morons, no offense to my other Cowboys friend, friend, fan friends out there, you, uh, you'll never hear one Aaron Green chirping or crowing. No, sir. No, no. Sir. And also, it's it's the it's a guaranteed way to make them lose. <laughs> well, that's also true. I have this power. Don't think for one second I don't. Unfortunately, it doesn't work the other, dire- right. the other direction. Correct. I haven't figured out how to make that work. Right. Oh, if I want them, I can make them lose out right now. All I have to do is just talk for every single game. Yeah. Guaranteed. So, uh, thank you, by the way, for taking care of the Vikings on Thursday night. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um... Not the most aesthetically pleasing game of the Not year. Not very pleasing to the eye. <laughs> hey, you don't get style points. You go into that building. Yep. Desperate team. Well, a de- desperate team playing, obviously playing out of their minds for that coach they love. Yeah, you know, I, it's interesting. So Zimmer missed the game because he had eye surgery. I I was wondering about that. I, I didn't think that that was that big a deal. I didn't know if that was really a rallying cry because it – and as, as weird as this may sound, it wasn't like he's dealing with like a life-threatening event or, you know, it wasn't it's like... it's pretty serious. I mean, he, he was in danger of losing his vision. Uh, yeah, I know. But, I mean, it, it, I think by the time they found out he was going to get the surgery and everything, I mean, I think the prognosis was that he'd be fine, which apparently he is, which is good, obviously. Um, but, yes, nevertheless, listen, big... Big, uh, big win for you guys, but that was a huge game for the Vikings. You know, it was a game they, that they, they that they thought they kind of had, kind of had to have because obviously they just come off a loss to the Lions on Thanksgiving. And their their fans bring it. They do, they do, and that's look. Anytime you go on the road in the NFL and win, I don't care if yeah, you play no a terrible. Yeah, they, they, the Cowboys did not play particularly well. Right, horribly officiated game for both teams. Wretched. Right. Tony Karani and crew, they are awful. Lost. They are lost out there. They had two, they called two holding penalties on backside, big runs by Zeke Elliott. The first one they called in Gavin Escobar was a horror show. Yeah, they call a clip when he just lost his balance. Yeah, and barely touched the guy in the back of his legs. I mean, this is the thing. These guys need to be better than that. I understand the rule specifically says you can't fall on the back of the defender's legs, and I get that. That's a good rule to have. But, you know, you, you need to be yeah, able to discern the difference. Yeah, you need to be able to tell the difference between a guy who trips and accidentally, and again, it was backside. It had nothing to do with the play, number one. The play was to the other side. And B, it wasn't, you know, I know sometimes intent doesn't matter, but this wasn't, this was cer- certainly not intent, and he barely even touched the, the defender. And on they the called, hold on. And I had three, yeah. three well, I had that 40, that the 47. Forty-seven yard run get called back. Right, ridiculous holding call on Doug Free. Very bad call. Also had an interception called back on a very questionable hands to the face penalty on Orlando Scandrick. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No. Listen, I thought it was a very poorly officiated and obviously, game. Obviously, um, Viking fans are probably not too thrilled with the, the, well, missed, the missed hands to the face. Had no no impact on the play. It had no impact on the play, but the rule is the rule, and of course, they then. That's a half the distance that's to the goal. On, 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 well, that's Aaron Lodges mm-hmm. or a, or a Tommy. Mm-hmm. That's getting called a hundred times out of a hundred times. And that's the thing. See, that's what's so enraging is that there's no excuse to miss that call since the officials have been directed to 
it over officiate anything that goes on when it relate as it relates to the quarterback. You can't miss that call there. And plus, the guy's standing right there. It wasn't like the guy was out of position. Yeah. Um, so listen, does it? The only thing that does is give the Vikings another shot at the two point conversion from a, a yard further in. Now maybe that lets them try to run Asiata. Uh, you know, uh, up the middle. They had a false start, so that backed them up to the seven. Oh, that's right. They would have had it to three and a half. Okay, right. So they're probably not going to run the ball there either. That was a horrible false start there. Yeah, it was really bad. To get called for a false start. Really bad. On a game time two-point conversion. Inexcusable. Yeah, really bad. Well, uh, well, obviously the play that game was Thielen fumbling the punt. I mean, that that, that changed the whole game. That changed the whole game. Um, you know, that, but by the way, because they went to one of their eight million mandatory commercial breaks mm-hmm. after that, mm-hmm. that's probably what what gave the red robot. The well, I remember I texted you during the game and I said this is a terrible challenge by Garrett here because from the first couple angles they showed it looked like there was no way that was a fumble. But then when they showed it again from like the third or fourth angle, it was it was pretty clear that it was a fumble. But of course, it's just another awful TV production where it's just they're just they're too busy concentrating on, on whatever it is they're promoting or their eight million commercials they got to get in there. Biggest play of the game, and they, they completely glossed over it until until it got mm-hmm. challenged. Right. You know, they go to the break as the Cowboys are arguing. You know, we recover the fumble. That's a pretty significant play, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, we got it. No, 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 no. We have, to, we have to pay our bills. Yeah. No, no, no. We need we need to get a commercial for um, another one of the shows on NBC on NBC that nobody watches. Oh, uh, what's, what's or will ever watch. What, what's this show with the woman who all the clues are in the tattoos that are on her body? Oh, you mean Blind Spot, yeah. man? Oh, oh, and, and, and next week on a very special Blind Spot. I mean, are you another gonna... tattoo discovered? <laughs> what does it mean? It means that nobody's watching this show. That's what it means. Uh, and I know that show James Spader is supposed to be good. What's the name of that show? Blacklist. That Blacklist. I, I know that's supposed to be good. Yeah, I've never watched it. I'm typically a James Spader fan, but no, nah, yeah, I can't, it's can't get it done. Television. It can't possibly be. That, well, that's the other thing. I mean, the, 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 the competition now Between is... Siebes and their, and, their, and their unwatchable procedurals, <laughs> the procedural network. You mean the, you mean the, you mean the murder the net the murder the network murder the right. mur, the the, yeah, mur, yeah, yeah, yeah. the network of murders everything's a murder on that show on that network every show it's either a terrible formulaic sitcom or uh but produced by Chuck Lorre by the way he's the only guy that can ever do a sitcom for CBS I mean by the way have you seen some of the the, the new junk CBS is throwing at us apparently they think it's must see TV in the mid nineties on NBC because we're getting uh, somehow Matt LeBlanc is getting uh, teed up for an, another new yeah, show. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I'm sure that's really good. And then Kevin James. I mean, you know what? Here's the thing, Aaron. Kevin can wait, man. He's kind of an everyman. He's a little chubby. He's a little overweight. Not a little, a lot. But he's got, you know, a pretty good looking wife. And right, exactly. Kinda, you know, who, who sees him for all his faults. Yeah. He kind of rolls with it. Yeah, he's just a regular guy, though. He's Always like, hey. pushing the envelope. <laughs> where, where, where's, where's the president of Hollywood? <laughs> Kevin James. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I put you on a movie post and I said, America, deal with it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. man. Well, at least it seems, uh, you know, I'm surprised that that show that you, you, that you pointed out a few years ago, the, as you referred the to. Rememberer? The Rememberer? Poppy Montgomery. Poppy Montgomery. Yes, he's the Australia's Rememberer. very own stag. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that show didn't make it. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, getting back, getting back to NBC, you know, promoting whatever, whatever drag they're promoting. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah, and then, so, and then you know, and then as they come back, and then as they come back from the break, right. then I've got to watch. I've got to get waste another thirty seconds to a minute of them. You know, but this this game brought to you by Bud Light. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's oh, an endless it never assault on the senses to to try to separate me from my what? my precious doll. I mean, watching watching it's unwatched. When you're it's as a fan, when you try to watch a team on a national TV game, it's 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 brutal. I mean, you have to go on delay. It's really the only way to do it, particularly if it's like a really high stress game it's a very important game i mean it's because there's just there's it's just it's too much like you can't you can't do it i am thrilled there was some talk that the uh the lions giants game might get flexed to sunday night in two weeks because the steelers are playing the bengals and obviously the bengals aren't having a very good year but apparently that is not happening (laughs) (laughs) right like elaine when she met and the cowboys got flexed into the sunday night into the um the eagles game or no uh the the um the Tampa game got flexed, I think. Oh, you guys play Tampa still? Yeah. Okay, that got flexed to a Sunday? No, I'm sorry. No, the Giants game got flexed to the night. I'm sorry. The, no, the, 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 uh, yeah, the, 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 the Cowboys-Giants game next week got flexed to Sunday night. It did? Yeah. Oh, so that's probably another reason why ours didn't, because they're not flexing the Giants two weeks in a row. Mm. 
Um, so yeah, I'm thrilled. Now watching a TV, a national TV game is brutal. That's why I'm so happy we really only had the two this year. Obviously, Thanksgiving being one of them. Which you know, I'm used to that. Obviously, over the course of the year, so it doesn't bother me. I can kind of deal with it, and I will pause it sometimes. And you know, it's whatever. Really the only way to do it is survival. Yeah. Of course, you know, you just make it the moment. You well, but then you got to tell everybody. You know, don't text me during the game. Well, that's why I, I put my phone on. I always put, I put my, I, as you can probably attest to. Yes. Yeah, yeah. My phone goes because you know, <laughs> it's off mode. Yeah, and then yeah. I, I turn it over and I put it where I can't hear the buzz. Smart. And I, yeah. It's, Smart. It's the only way to do it. It's the way to do it. And by the way, just and to that end. What is your react? How do you react to people who, outside of Jim? Yes. Um, how do you react to people that know better? Uh huh. That would call you during a Lions game? Like, do you do you have do you look at your phone with the do you have a look of, of utter disdain that I do that, that somebody who should well, know better I, that, would, that would call me during <laughs> during one of my games? I mean, what, are you calling me to say, hey, hey, what, <laughs> hey, what, how's it going? What, what sports team are you cheering for? Huh? What, what, who's, what, what, what sports games are you? Who are you cheering for? The, like, uh, the utter disdain that somebody would, would have, the, have, have the galls. Yes. Yeah. The galls. <laughs> the unmitigated galls uh-huh. to call me during, uh, during one of my precious games. Uh, so, uh, so barring Jim. Yes. And I, I, know, I know better than to do that. Right. I, I'll, I'll, pick, I'll pick my spots. Right. And, I'll be, and I'm also on my guard that you may, either may not pick up the phone. Right. Or whatever. But if I don't answer, you're not going to be surprised. Right. Yeah. But not, that notwithstanding, yeah. how do you react to such such a transgression? <laughs> such, a, 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 such an affront? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to say, thankfully, I can't remember the last time anybody called me. It's, it's happened probably two times in the last ten years. I mean, I swear to God. Those times. <laughs> and one guy who actually laughs about it. Who, you know, because he knows better. Yeah. And like he left him, oh, what am I doing? I, I, I right. know better. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, seriously, other than Jim, nobody calls me uh, when the lines are on. Now, I may get some texts, obviously, some, you know, I actually have a couple of friends who are Lions fans. One one guy texts me from time to time. We'll text each That's other. Totally, yeah, it's totally different. Right. Different we'll text each other during the game. You know, I have some other, fr- you know, my, my friend who, uh, my golfing buddy who's a former back judge in the NFL, like he started texting uh, we had a group text going on with a couple other guys during the Thanksgiving game. But that's it. Nobody calls. And by the way, just real quick, uh, next time you talk to that back judge, yeah. can you lay out that scenario that I gave to you about the about those offsetting penalties that made no sense? Yeah, uh, well, what was it again? Okay, so this actually happened in the Giants game a bunch of years ago. Right. Where Giants are backed up at their own five. Right. Uh, they completed a, a pass all the way. Play, like, big play all the way down the field. Right. Guy got running back. It was like a, like a 70-yard play or something. Right. Like, ran out of bounds. It, like, you know, they got down to the opponent's okay, like, 20, like, or 20 or something. Right. Um, and uh, and after the play, uh, either spiked the ball or, or, you know, it did something. On sports and Yeah, after the play. So it should have been, you know, to should have been 15 yards right. from where he, from where the Correct. other play. However, the defense committed a penalty on the play, like a rough. So they called offsetting. So they called offsetting penalty. Yeah, but that's it not supposed no to happen. So yeah, because if it's a dead yeah. ball foul, it, it shouldn't. It, it, it seems shouldn't. that way. Yeah. But, so so the only reason the play so then it, so then it's a, instead of being an eighty yard you know, right, then it just becomes a it becomes it's a, a do over. Right. So do over. The team that committed the penalty, the, the, the defensive team, they got rewarded. Getting a hundred percent reward. Right. They get rewarded. So yeah, I, I would like to know if there's uh, okay. if that's if that was a miss. Application right. of the rule or, or what goes on? Gotcha. Uh, all right, but I'm sorry. But I digress. But getting back to uh, to just that the the, the just the the, the, the fact the, somebody would be clueless enough to call you during yeah, the, while exactly. the Cowboys are playing. Yeah, that, that I have to say, thankfully, it's never happened to me. So right. good. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, you guys keep rolling along. The bus keeps rolling. Who you guys got this week? Giants. Giants this week. Uh, one o'clock game, four thirty game. Okay, flex to the to the. Oh, it's the Sunday night. Jeez, so, good, good short term memory. <laughs> short term memory. Tom, nice. Tom Hanks apparently. Uh, yeah, yeah, so if they win the game, it, it, they let, they wrap you, up you the lock day. it up, right? Mm-hmm. Lock it up. Well, as I, as I've been saying all season, I root for the Cowboys to win every single game. Now, part of it is, as I've said, I, I make no bones about it. I want that game against you guys to not mean anything for the Cowboys. But also, um, these teams that you're beating... That's, also, a, Monday, that's a Monday night game. It is a Monday night game, the day after Christmas. Um, I've got a big slate of football that day. I've got Maryland in the very prestigious um, car, Advocare Car Care Bowl. <laughs> Played at Ford Field, I'll have you know, uh, against uh, that other powerhouse, Boston College. 
<laughs> two, nice. two, nice. two, six and six teams. Yeah, this is not exactly <laughs> Doug Flutie going up against Boomer size. Uh No, not so much. Um, two six and six teams. Yeah, um, and 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 I, I guarantee I know one of Maryland's six wins was against a wretched Howard team, and I bet you one of BC's six wins was against a not very good team also. But anyway, uh, so yes. Um, but if you guys beat the Giants, uh, that also will it, it kind of. I'm, I'm looking at this maybe a little – maybe I'm overthinking this but then because then we play the Giants the next week. So I hate playing teams coming off a loss because they, they're typically going to play better than they did the week before. Plus the Giants will really need that game. Um, but by the same token, if we can just take care of business this week against the Bears and you guys beat the Giants, it still gives us a bit of a little wiggle room to be the wild card, even if we somehow manage to screw up a two-game lead with four games to go, which we right. certainly could do. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, having said that, after watching the game yesterday, uh, the Lions game. It's a good spot. It, it, most complete effort of the year. Um, couple of... That Saints haven't, haven't exactly lit the world on fire, but that's still a very nice one to go so, into that building. And well, so, so the Saints are coming off, putting up 49 points against the Rams, who suppose they have a good defense the week before. Saints, uh, Drew, before they say Drew Brees had done 60 straight home games throwing at least one touchdown pass. 60 straight home games throwing at least one touchdown pass. Didn't throw any yesterday. Three, threw, 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 threw three picks yesterday. And for you to have to kick five field goals... Against that team, you figure that's an automatic recipe to lose the game. That's true. However, a couple of things on that. Um, so, but wait. So, getting back to the Saints overall, they were five and six coming off a big win. Listen, they win that game yesterday. They're six and six. They're right in the hunt. Atlanta lost yesterday. Tampa Bay knows hot now, but both teams are seven and five. They'd only be a game back for the division and still alive for the wild card. A lot can happen with four games to go. You win out in 10-6, and six, you're probably getting in the playoffs. If you're Just the San Diego for the last few years. Correct. How much can happen at the end of the year. Right. So, um, I mean, it should be San Diego. Right. But so, I mean, that's a bit – the Saints, that's a big game for the Saints yesterday. They, obviously, they had to be feeling good about themselves. 49 points a week before. Drew Brees is 30 touchdowns, by the way, this year yeah. going into yesterday's game. It's leading the league and, and leading the world in passing. Um, so, yeah, I understand they're not the good – also, by the way – Six of their losses, six points or less. All six of their losses. So they eat, they're like the anti-Lions. They actually could – you could say five and six, they probably should have been – easily could be seven and four. Maybe even eight and three could make the argument right. for it, right? I mean, they lost that game to Denver on the blocked uh, extra point that got returned down right. the sideline when it looked like the guy stepped out of bounds. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, listen. They're not – They're not. <laughs> and then again. Well, yeah, we'll get to that game later. Uh, another reason why – I mean, I understand in that situation you have to go for two, but I hate going for two unless you abs- – when you have a lead, I hate doing it. Um, and we'll get to that because the Lions did it in their game yesterday too. It drove me nuts. Um, but uh, so, you know, Saints 5-6, and six, yeah, not the greatest team in the world, but probably better than their record. Um, here's the thing about the field goals, and I was saying it during the game, right, because I, I had the same exact reaction. You're not going to beat the Saints kicking field goals. You're not going to beat the Saints kicking field goals. However – most of the time, they kicked field goals were long drives. And keeping obviously keeping the Saints' offense uh, on the bench, Lions almost 2-1 to one them yesterday in time of possession. It was 37. Right. So you're limiting to, their possession. Exactly. Yeah. So even though we – even though you know what it was? Listen, again, I get it. I like – I want touchdowns there. The, the most enraging sequence to me was we had first and goal just inside the 10, which I know it's hard to score from there, but we didn't throw the ball into the end zone one play. Every play was short of the end zone. It drove me nuts. But um, we did come away with points every single time. And obviously the two biggest plays in the game yesterday really were uh, – well, the biggest play in the game, up 19-13, third and 10 at, our own, at the Lions at their own 34-yard line. Uh, Saints come with a blitz, hits Golden Tate for 66 yard touchdown. Great play. That ball, they don't. Stafford just stands in there. Yeah, he's he's been unbelievable this year. He really has been so good. I mean, he made, he had that huge completion against the Vikings on third and eight on Thanksgiving when he was under uh, duress and completed that pass to Bolden and turned it up the field for a 29 yard gain. Obviously, the play to Tate yesterday. He also had a third and 16, completed a 36 yarder to TJ Jones earlier in the game that let. I mean, you completed. Golden Tate back in your good graces, by the way? Uh, yes, he is. Yes. Well, it was not. It was not long ago. That he was. He was mired in your doghouse. Well, he, you know what? And and you know, I'm not. I, I've given Caldwell a lot of grief over, over in his short uh, tenure since he's been here. I have to say, 
And this would have never happened under another coach, even Jim Schwartz. So first of all, uh, um, we traded a starting linebacker in Kyle Vandlin. We benched the starting left guard as a first-round draft pick last year, Lakin Tomlinson. Benched Golden Tate for the second half of the game against the Bears because he ran the wrong route. Um, yesterday, Devin Taylor, who's been wretched this year, and, and when I say that, he, you don't even know he's on the field, played the least amount of snaps of any of the defensive ends in the rotation. Uh, he actually did get a sack yesterday. I saw too. that. I saw that. Uh, but he's, he's really not shown up much at all this year. But my point is... And by the way, am I correct that Ziggy Johnson does not have a sack this year? Correct. He's sackless. Yes. Huh. I mean, he essentially missed the first half of the year. But, right. And he's, he's playing with a high ankle sprain. I mean, he's just not himself. You can yeah. see. He's trying his best, but he's just not himself. Um, but you know what? It, there's actual accountability. And actually, the, your performance actually matters more than where you were drafted or what your contract says. And I have to give call. I have to give Caldwell a ton of credit for that. I mean, even like I said, and you know, and you know, and, and as a fan, you know, you want your red meat, you want your pound of flesh when a player does doesn't you know messes up, and you want the coach maybe to blast them. But Caldwell never does that. And guess what? He's probably smarter than I am when it comes to that because that locker room loves him. So uh, you know, and, and sometimes you just got to be the adult. And I understand that you know he's the unblinking mannequin, the cardboard cutout. All those things. If your, players, if your players are playing hard for the coach, yep. it makes a world of difference. Listen, last year they were one and seven. They could have they could have thrown the towel in. They fired the GM. They fired the offensive line coach. They could have done that. You would you, it would have been wholly understandable <clears throat> if the Lions threw the towel in. Not only did they not throw the towel, they went six and two. Probably should have been seven and one. Maybe even eight. No, because they still contend. If they wouldn't have lost that game to the Packers on Thursday night, they beat the Rams the next week too. Uh, but in any event, so I got to give the guy a lot of credit. And look, no turnovers again for the Lions yesterday. Time of possession battle, defense. I mean, Glover Quinn made an amazing interception on Drew Brees. He has a little bit of thing going. He sealed the game against the Saints two years ago uh, by picking off Drew Brees. Had a big interception yesterday. Tavon Wilson, New England. That was import. a nice play. That was a great play. Tipped the ball up to himself, caught it. Now I wanted him to just go down there, but. Uh, anyway, he had a good return, and he did cover up at the end, so he didn't fumble. And then I saw fourth-round draft pick Miles Killebrew getting into the box score with a pick. Yeah, it was, a, it was the last. A, yeah, it's a garbage time. It's just a, but you know what? They've incorporated him more and more, more and more, more right? and he's been playing very well. And the Vikings team, he had three tackles that were third-down stops that forced either a punt or a field goal. Um, he made some good plays again yesterday. He made a great special teams tackle yesterday to start the game. Uh, that's the other thing. Other than one game this year, and I think this has got to be I, – I, I think this was a Bob Quinn, the new GM of the Lions, who came from New England. I think this was his directive. We defer. The Lions defer almost every – they've deferred every time except once this year. Everybody defers. When, everybody defers. Well, except, but, except for the Cowboys. But the Patriots do it all the time. I mean, they never don't defer, mm-hmm. I think, and they've got the best quarterback in the league or one of them. Um, so uh, – and that used to drive me crazy. With Jim Schwartz, we never deferred. We'd always take the ball and it used to drive me nuts. So – Listen, obviously things are looking up at the Bears this weekend. Uh, you'd think um, that uh, they're, they're not very good. No, they're not. But listen, I mean, so, uh, oh, so it's a division game. Yeah, you, 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 you never have to show up. Look, conventional wisdom, as we often point out, is often wrong. And yesterday is a perfect example. You would have thought that if the Lions were going to win that game yesterday, it was going to be a wild shootout, right? The Lions down. No starting middle linebacker, Tier Whitehead, inactive for the game with a knee injury. Quandre Diggs is starting nickel back, went out in the first half, couldn't come back, is now out for the year. And you hold Drew Brees to no touchdown passes in the Saints offense to 13 points at home in a game that you think that the Saints know they have to get coming off a big win the week before. Yeah, so it's a good spot. So, um, listen, I, I, I said this to, to Jim earlier. If I were looking at the lines objectively, right, as the way I evaluate the other teams that we watch uh, throughout the league, and you said, tell me what do you think about the lines, I would say, you know what? It's a well-coached team. team plays hard, and they're well-coached. And I, don't, I can't remember the last time I ever said that. Probably yeah, Bobby, that is, Bobby again, Ross was also here. Also a far cry from, from yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah, I think when Bobby Ross was here, that was probably about the last time uh, I said that when he was the coach of the Lions. So. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you, you were not a, a – Major proponent of the unblinking mannequin, one Jim Hall. No, well, and I and listen, I again, I'll be the first one to admit it. I got it wrong with Jim Schwartz. I, he was the guy I wanted. I thought he was going to be great. Uh, I think he was headed in the right direction. I think there were some things that conspired uh, and transpired against him. Um, to you know, the, again, I'll, I'll still, I, I will go to my deathbed 
arguing that the, in 2010, the year they went six and ten, we should have been in ten and sixteen. But um, and and got screwed in at least four games out of wins there. But you know what? Listen, and that's that's the other thing. All these lion-like things that generally happen haven't really happened. The Titans game, yes. Other than that, those things haven't happened yet. Yeah, I say yeah. But yeah, we still have four games left. Exactly right. And, and there's a lot of football left. Exactly right. Listen, I really, really don't want that last game of the year on New Year's Day against the Packers to mean anything. I really, really don't. You, That's, would, think, you would think in all likelihood it's going to mean something for the Packers. You would think so. Now, so, so, so here's, a, here's an interesting thing. They play Seattle this week. Right. Right? Seattle's 8-3-1. and one. We're 8-4. and four. So if Seattle wins, good for me. Right, because that's Green Bay. Now they're at seven losses. Now it's going to be real hard for them, mm. um, especially since we play them and we can make them. But now, now you're looking at trying to get a bye. Well, that's what I'm saying. If, even if Green Bay wins that game against Seattle, as long as the Lions take care of their business, we could be the second seed, not the third seed. Right. I'm, I'm assuming you guys are going to be the first seed. Uh, they have, all they have to do is win two of their next four games. I right. think that wraps it up. Right. So, and who do you guys have left? You have the Giants this week. So, the Giants. Then you have Tampa us. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, then us. Detroit, and then they end up in, with uh, at Philly. At Philly. So, the Eagles, they've kind of, they've gone off the rails a little bit. They're 5-7, and seven, but you don't think that should be, that probably won't be an easy game unless they're in mail-it-in mode, but they probably they won't, won't be. be. Yeah, no matter what, that last game of the season, they'll be. And it's in Philly, too, right? right. There will be no. Yeah. Division it. rival. Hey, yeah, they, I doubt it. Tampa Bay's playing really well. Yep. Yeah, so you know what? It's true. It's not not the easiest road to hop. No, not at all. Not at all. Not the easiest. The Chiefs get this game against the Giants. Yeah, you beat the Giants. The, beat the Giants, then basically all you got to do is win one of your next three games. And yeah, and you're and you're pretty much set. Well, and you know, uh, I, and by I, the way, beating the Giants is no no easy task. Obviously, is it home or it's in New York? It's in New York. It is. Okay, it's, it's at the Meadowlands. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's not in that life. It's the Meadowlands. Yeah. All right, well, we'll take a quick break now, a little pause for the cause, and we'll be back right after this. Back here, a little Paul Paul Hardcastle Rainforest taking his back out after the break. Hell yeah. Little uh, nothing. Also, also well represented on my iPhone. Yes, indeed. And uh, yeah, we're, we're kicking some serious 80s uh, style uh, this evening. Is this the man who... Wrecked the buffet Harold Club this morning? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, that song can easily be, be associated with that film. Right, right. Because uh, Axel F. was also, was that, that was Harold Faltermeyer did, I believe, the soundtrack to Beverly Hills Cop. Not Paul I Hardcastle. I don't remember. Paul Hardcastle did 19, and he did Rainforest. I believe right. Harold Faltermeyer did Axel F., the theme song to Beverly Hills Cop. The bum, bum, or, or, or as Peter Griffin would say, and then now that I mean, did you ever see that that yeah. episode of Family yeah. Guy? Yeah. Oh, you, you got to check that one out when uh, they they go back in time to the eighties. Mm. Oh yeah, that sounds interesting. And then another that's how Peter Griffin sings it. Yeah, he's getting it. He, him, and Cleveland getting down on the on the dance floor of the club. He's very bright. Yeah, it's outstanding. Yeah, that's what it is. It's and then another Yeah. Oh boy. All right. We digress. Getting back to the league in which they play for pay. Kansas City Atlanta. Did you catch another, the end of that game? Yeah, another game that ends on a pick two. So, so, so well, well, at, well a, a two pointer. The, the other one was almost a pick two. But. Right. Well, so, so crazy game. Falcons driving down to go score before the end of the half. Uh, Matt Ryan throws another uh, red zone interception. By the way, it was his buggy rule last year. He's back to doing it again this year. Pick six for Eric Berry, whose parents are there. Apparently, he's from Georgia. Handed the ball to them in the end zone. Yeah, Eric right. Berry came back from cancer. Obviously, he was a great player coming out of college from Tennessee. We, I remember you and I were both very, very high on him. Um, and uh, playing phenomenal football for the Chiefs, who, by the way, 
uh, think turnovers don't. For anybody who thinks turnovers aren't a big deal, uh, and well, I don't think anybody thinks that. Well, that's a good point. But <laughs> um, all right, what I should say is for anybody who wants to pay attention to these dopey rankings or where you're ranked on offense or defense because they do it by yards. Uh, here's a good example that those statistics mean zero. Chiefs are ranked 28th on offense and 29th on defense, and they're nine and three. They're ranked 29th. What in terms of uh, yards? Defensive yards. Yards. Given up? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, see, that's pretty surprising. Yeah. They, they've got a lot of guys who can rush the passer. Well, they're, pl- they're plus 17 though in turnovers. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, but so so and that was weird. So I forget what that made the score. No, that made the score. I want to say 26-13. So it was 20. Was it? No, that doesn't make sense. I know that after that touchdown, the Falcons actually did, got the ensuing kickoff and Matt Bryant hit a 56-yard field goal right before in the half. And I thought that made it 26-16, the half. I'm going to have to look at the box score for this because it was it was a little – I mean, you thought it's, a, it's almost like a 14-point swing. Mm-hmm. It ended up being a little less of a blow because they did hit the 56-yard field goal as time expired in the half. But – and then they score what essentially you think is the game-winning touchdown or close to it. There was still, what, about a minute left in the Most game? There was four minutes left at that point. There were four minutes left. When, you're saying when Atlanta went up by a point and then tried to, tried to, tried to, and go, tried to go for two? To, to, oh, there were four minutes there were left? four minutes left, yeah. See? But remember, they're kicking, you know, after the, after the two. I understand. Off. I know so. that part I know. But we've we'll get, we'll get, we got to explain that a little bit. But um, So, okay. So... But I wanted to figure out what the score was that made uh, score at halftime. All right, I can, I can figure this out. I'm not an I'm not an idiot. Not a moron, not you, know. More, you know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Although although the way these terrible box scores are on ESPN.com, it may not give me. Oh no. Okay. So yes, it was sixteen. It was twenty to sixteen at halftime. Kansas City. Kansas City. But it could have been. Uh, so it was thirteen. You think it's a, it's a fourteen point turnaround. Then you forget about the about the field goal. So you figure it could have just been right. It, it could have been seven points right. less, seven points plus minus. Right. Points. But what's crazy is down down trailing twenty seven twenty. Right. No. Hold on. You're talking about twenty when, when Kansas City took the one point lead. Yes. So that made it twenty eight twenty seven. Right. Right. Correct. So Falcons score late in the game. You said there were four minutes left? Yes. To go up 28-27. Right. And instead of kicking the extra point. To go up two. They to go up two. They, go, they try to go for two to go up by a field goal. I, I can't argue with it. At that point in the game, you can't argue with it. It's technically the right move, but but except for the fact that Matt Ryan threw an interception to Eric Berry. They got returned 100 yards. For a two-point conversion for the Chiefs. And as you said, because it's after a scoring play, they have to kick off against right, the Right, they're Chiefs. not getting the ball back. Right. It's not like a pick six where you're getting the ball back. It's a conversion. So the Chiefs also get the ball back there. And obviously they ran out the clock, I guess, to, to get the win. I mean, so th- here's the thing. In the Lions game, after that long touchdown to Golden Tate, um, <clears throat> it was 19-13. So that put them up. Uh, touchdown there is going to make it uh, 26-13. Lions went for two to try to make it two touchdowns. There were 11 minutes still left in the game. Here's, here's my issue. At that point, I think you just kicked the extra point. Correct, right? You don't chase the points. Because, to my point, the Lions later kicked the field goal to go up 28-13, but it would have been 29-13, which would have meant that the Saints would have had to get two touchdowns and two two-point conversions just to tie the right. game. Yeah, and when you point, take the points. Yeah, because when you go up 27-13, what are you saying? You hope you're, not, you're done scoring for the rest of the game, and you hope that you're going to get sentenced to overtime by giving up two touchdowns? It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I mean, also think coaches are a little more emboldened to try try for twos, being that nobody can make an extra point anymore. Well, except we have one of the best kickers in the league, and he was kicking great, and we're in a dome. Like, I understand if it's like yesterday by, in Green Bay or Chicago where it's snowing, but... And by nobody can make an extra point, we're probably looking like 95%. But, well, I mean, we had that... But there's been so many missed extra points. Well, there was that one game. There was that one week. What was it? Four weeks ago, where there was twelve missed extra points, either by blocks or whatever. And look, Prater's had. Uh, I think he's missed one. and He's had one block this year. So I mean, I know he's not. It's not as automatic as it used to be. But again, you got to play the percentages there. You're in a dome. You've got a great kicker. You know, just expect that he's going to make the kick. Take the well, that's what I'm saying. It's eleven minutes left in the game. And again, 
This is a big deal now. Now that these plates can get returned and it's two points to the team, that makes you think even harder, I think, about this sometimes. Right. And again, to me, you never chase the points. You only have to you only go for two when you absolutely have to do it, in my humble opinion. I don't like getting cute. My talent seems to have a much different concept. Listen, I understand that, but you also has had kickers recently that weren't very good either. I think that yeah. played into it. And look, look no further than John Fox in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. And and the Carolina lost that Super Bowl because in John large, Fox in large part because of in that. large part because of that and John Casey kicked the ensuing kickoff out of, out of bounds and gave the Patriots the ball to forty yard line and only needing a field goal to win. Um, so uh, in any event, that Kansas City Atlanta game was crazy. Big loss for the Falcons. Now they're tied with Tampa Bay at seven and five uh, in the NFC South. Uh, Kansas City trying to keep pace with the Raiders. Actually, one of the very few good Thursday night games. We're actually going to get two bet good ones. Your game last week. And Which actually now, wasn't a great – it wasn't a no. play game, but at least it was a close game. Well, at least it was a close game, and it was a lot better than giving me Tennessee and Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, which we've seen already this year. And, you know, some of the other direct that, uh, that they throw out there on these Thursday night games. You talking about my quarterback over there at Jacksonville? Blake Bortles. So, by the way – as you have said many times, you can't be good with a name like Blake Bortles. That was my scout. Yesterday, to it. I believe he's been a starter. I think he's been in the league for four. He's been a starter for three. This is his third year. Yes, yeah, his third year mm-hmm. in the league total. Yes. Correct. Eleven pick sixes. Really? <laughs> my man is throwing really eleven. Boy, back to back weeks, he threw a pick six against us. And he threw wow. a pick six again yesterday. Eleven pick sixes so far. That's, that's tough to do. That is tough to do. Huh. Uh, yeah. so, it's so nice to be vindicated. It's so nice to be right. It is nice to be right. It's not even about Schadenfreude. It's just it's just yeah, about I, being I, right. I, I, wish any, yeah, I, I wish I yeah, well, Blake Bortles. He, he, he matters nothing in your life. They're in the AFC South. They're, right. bare, they're barely an NFL franchise. They have ridiculous. I mean, seriously, when you wear uniforms like that, what you're announcing you to you the world is just we don't even care about we're us. Not, we're not even trying. We don't care. We have no interest in ourselves as a franchise or a team. None. Zero. Um, so that was a crazy game. Uh, rest of the week, you know, the, well, speaking of those Raiders. Well, oh, you want to do the Raiders? Well, yeah, go ahead. I was going to bring up, um, if you watched any of that Seattle, uh, Carolina debacle. Last night. <sighs> I mean, I was, I was busy watching, um, Westworld. Okay. When I did catch the very beginning of the game. Okay. The guy who, uh, as you so, so eloquently pointed out last week, me, 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 Obviously, there's something. There's, there's much deeper issues going on than him just not wearing a tie. I would it has to be think. a lot. So yeah, else going on. so he got benched because he didn't wear a tie on the plane, and apparently and he's still like impeccably dressed. But he wore a tie. There's right. no way he's getting benched for that. It and seems so something is going on. It seems silly that they would bench. I mean, it wasn't like he was wearing a you know a mesh tank top, you know, cut off. Mesh. He was wearing like you know beautiful cashmere turtleneck sweater and uh, you know and a nice overcoat. I I don't you know listen. I and then, by the way, did you see the play? So Derek Anderson comes in. I did see one pass. Yes, well, goes right through. Goes right through. Um, Tolbert's hands. Tolbert's hands through it too hard. I mean, right. Yeah. But so you know. But of course, yes. And then lands right in the. Yeah, it's a great way to start the game. Interception and put set the Seahawks up at the eight yard line. Um, here's the thing. I think clearly Rivera's trying to make a point. Well, obviously he's trying to make a point. But you're right. It probably speaks to a deeper seated issue here. Making um, a point with the, with the face of the franchise. Obviously. Correct. Um, you know, listen, I it, it's the rule, it's the rule. So which begs the question, well, if he knew it's the rule. Because what I heard on PTI earlier was apparently um, uh, they were telling him, just here's a tie, just put it on over your turtleneck. And he said no. Now, I don't know if that's true. It could be just speculation. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't go, you can't wear a tie over a turtleneck. You know, it's, it's not... Right. Fashionably correct. Right. If that's really the case, this is a gots to go situation. And he goes off my team. I'm serious. He, I mean, if you're gonna be that pig-headed about something that dumb, and you know, and you know it's gonna result in you getting benched. And and here's the other thing: he got benched for <clears throat> the first series of the game. It's it's a bit of a hollow. Uh, Penalty or punishment, is it not? <laughs> Unless the first pass gets picked off. Well, okay. But then, so, okay. So now knowing that though, how are you calling a pass play on first down then? Why don't you just run the ball? Right. To, you know, right. you just run the ball. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, 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 it, things have certainly gone off. The, the, the curse of the Super Bowl loser 
The team that loses the Super Bowl is certainly yeah, full of that. This is the anti-2015 for the Carolina In, in Carolina, yeah. It has all gone off the rails for them in a big way. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I barely watched any of the game. I was actually watching Knickerbocker basketball. Um, <clears throat> you were not watching Westworld? Uh, no, I DVR'd it. I'll probably watch that later, uh, later tonight. Good. I'm back on board with Westworld. I know you said that. You, uh, I know you said that. Um, so, moving on, Giants-Pittsburgh. I don't know if you watched any of that game. Yeah, Westworld. You watched the whole game. Um, I mean, that, I don't think that was any surprise that Pittsburgh was going to win that game. Um, you know, they controlled that game. They did. They did. Uh, you know, listen, they finally they're starting to get Ladarius Green involved in the mix. They're receiving tight end. They've been waiting for all it, season. They were dropping a lot of balls early. Oh, the Steelers? So, yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, they had a bunch of drops early, but they just uh, stuck with it. And they just, uh, the Giants. Yeah, the Giants, the Giants are tough Giants team just, to figure out. They're a strange team. They are strange. They are very Jekyll and Hyde. And yeah. Eli's kind of Jekyll and Hyde. And they can get as hot as anybody. And the defensive great. line is really good, but yet they don't seem to play great defense. Yeah, it's and they have, you know that Landon Collins have a phenomenal year. I know some corners who can cover. Yeah, Thomas Jenkins may be a jackass, but he can play. He's a good player. Yeah, he is a good player. Roger Kamari can still play. Yeah, he's still he's decent, a decent nickelback. Yeah, uh, you know, Eli Apple made, actually made a really nice interception yesterday. Yeah, he did. He made a really nice play. Um, I mean, so they had like in, they've got players. I, like their their defense line's really good. You have any issues with Odell Beckham smiling after his buddy Antonio Brown made a really nice touchdown catch? It would annoy me if I'm a Giants. I'm a little bit annoyed, but um, the guy. As much of a jackass as he can be, yes. the guy gives you everything he has. Yes, he does. And so it, that doesn't – I know that would bother a lot of people. It wouldn't really bother me that much. It's bad optics. It's bad optics. It's bad optics. Say. But he's, he, he does not leave anything on the film. He, the guy, guy plays 100 yeah. miles an hour every play. Listen, fans don't want to hear it. I mean, you see you see these guys after the game. After I mean, after tough losses, they're hugging each other. I mean, it's like – look, It's I, a different game, obviously. Well, it is. And, but, I mean, that's been going on for a long time. I, listen, I think – are they out there competing as hard as they exactly. can? That's really what I want to know. Exactly right. That's exactly right. I don't, I don't care about the optics. I mean, I probably do. If your team loses, you care a lot more about right. it. But, uh, you know, again, that guy goes 100 miles an exactly. hour. Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. like his antics are not take, take that out of the equation. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And the guy is just a really good football player. Well, I mean, listen, we, 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 we did the reverse jinx. I mean, we, not the reverse jinx. We did the jinx last week. We talked up the Giants and the, and the Dolphins and, and how they were both on, on how great they were, and they both got it handed to them yesterday. And the Dolphins didn't even show up against Baltimore yesterday. They got embarrassed. Ryan Tannehill doing Ryan Tannehill things. Um, and got, you know, listen, Baltimore's run defense is great. Dolphins want to try to run the ball more than they throw it. They got completely eaten up. Uh, Arizona-Washington was kind of an interesting game. I always saw the end. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I um, well, listen, that's a, that's a bad loss for the Redskins. I mean, two weeks ago, they were – again, this is how things can turn on a dime in the NFL. Two weeks ago, they were sitting pretty. That tie against the Bengals was actually was helping them. They were 6-3-1. and one. They looked for all the world like they were going to be at least – they were definitely going to be a wild card team. Now they've lost two games, two tough games. Lost to you. Lost to uh, Arizona yesterday. Now they're 6-5-1. and one. And on the outside looking in, if the season were to end today – um, how you like me now, Kirk Cousins? That's how I that, like that, you. That's your guy. Yes, that's my guy. That is one goofy dude. Yeah, he really he, – he's just awkward. You know, he's, he's just kind of awkward. Very awkward. He, he, and, and, and you know what? I, I have yeah, no that's – That's a perfect word. I have no knowledge that this is the case, but I think <laughs> – I'm going to go ahead and say I think that's why the Redskins are, are loathe and reluctant to give him like a, a long-term contract extension because – if you go by just his numbers between last year and this year, they're really good. And it's not like he's a total flash in the pan. You know, he played a few games for them even in, in Toothy Griffin's uh, rookie year where he played pretty well for them. So, I mean, he's been there for a while now. Um, it's like, we, I think we both had the same reaction that draft year when they, when they drafted him. They, I think they drafted him the fourth. Fourth round. Fourth yes, round, fourth right? round. Yeah. Just, just seem like, seem like such a strange thing to do. It did. another quarterback. It did the, seem on the, strange. If you're, based on the fact that they literally – Redskin Brass went on a celebratory vacation uh-huh. after they drafted RG3. Oh, yeah. They, they certainly hitched their wagon to his star. No yeah. question and about it. After one year, it looked, it looked, like, it looked and like the right move. That's right. Boy, like you said, that things can change on it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, listen. If, if the Patriots have taught uh, the rest of the league anything is and, – and actually the Packers kind of started doing this even before that. It, 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 it never a bad idea to have a good young backup quarterback on your roster because either a if the starter gets hurt you got somebody good or b if the starter ends up being an Iron Man and you never need him 
then you, you got a very valuable trade chip. Or if you're the Patriots and you have Matt Castle, you go 11 and 5 somehow. Somehow, I know. And that guy could, could, never could do anything after that. He had one really good year with Kansas City. <clears throat> he did. You're right. You're right. You're right. He did. Oh, and speaking of which, by the way, Cobb Inouye, I mean, granted, it was garbage time and it was on a, a tip ball, but got had an interception. Did he really? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Jared Goff got it. His arm was getting hit. It was like a punting ball. Got popped straight up in the air. And, but yeah, and Kyle Vannoy. But it was like a nice interception. He like went up and got it, like high pointed it. I mean, there was no one around him. The game was over. Still. But I know. Still. Yep. Still. Yep. just got to drive him. Uh-huh. Yeah. But by the way, listen, there's no, I'm telling you, it's not a coincidence that the second we traded him, the Lions defense started playing better. For two reasons. One, his level of play was terrible. But two, I think it sends a message. When you, when you no, take... Yeah, nobody's on scholarship. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. And speaking of those Patriots, uh, starting one of the best starting pitchers in the NFL, Tom Brady, got his 201st win. If I have to hear one more time about how he set the record for almost wins by a quarterback, I'm sorry. Is this baseball? Are we talking about Major League Baseball now that he has 201 wins? Because guess what? He must have gotten that playoff win against San Diego when he threw the game-losing interception. Oh, but except the idiot safety... For, was that Marlon McCree? Marlon McCree for San Diego instead of just taking a knee, tries to run it back, and then Troy Brown knocks the ball out of his hands, and the Patriots were he's lived That must have been Tom Brady. No, he's lived a serious, strong life in that... Um, Listen, yeah, guy's a great I, player. I, 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 no, I, I would say that Tommy, mm-hmm. remember we spoke about, we, we briefly touched on this last week. Yeah. Upon further consideration, I think he's probably, as much as it pains me to say, I think he's... he's the best, the best player I've seen. Okay. Best, Listen, best football player I've ever seen. Fair enough. That, that, uh, that's it fair. makes me sick. I, I, right. It's, it's nauseating. He's gotten every conceivable break. Right. But also, the, the guy, it doesn't matter who's hurt around him. Right. It doesn't matter how banged up his offensive line is. Right. He goes out and executes no matter who he's playing with. If you remember Troy Aikman, he was, if the right guard yes. had a... Had a um, had a toe issue, yes, which kind of affected his his, his pass blocking. <laughs> Troy, uh, Troy, right side. Troy played yeah, a little yeah. bit in a, in, a, in a hermetic seal, shall we say? Yeah. He did not that, like weather. Troy was not a big weather guy. No, no, didn't like the ball to be slick. Didn't like it to be no windy. Way, no chance you were going to move the ball. Yeah. No, Mike Mike Urban. No chance you were going to yeah. move the ball. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter who Tommy has. Have, they've had a lot of injuries over the last few years in the skill position. It doesn't matter. I understand. They don't. He does not let his team lose. Listen, I understand the best that. Best player I've ever seen. I, I, again, it pains me. I understand that. He also should have lost three Super Bowls. Not, um, Correct. The, the and, 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 and the tough rule. And listen, I mean, guess what? As lucky as he's been is as unlucky as, as, how as start my out, guys. How, how Tony Romo has had horrible luck his entire right. career. Well, sure. And some of it's it self-inflicted. Right. But he's also run into such bad luck. And also, and, and what, it, what a few times Tom, Tommy does, uh, you know, commit like a, a turnover late mm-hmm. in the game, which is very rare. Right. His defense will always pick him up. Sure. I mean, it never comes back to home. Listen, I, I, I like even makes bad throw. Like, remember, I think it was last year, the year before we threw through what should have been game tur- game turning interception late in the game. Mm-hmm. The ball goes right through the uh, the linebacker's yep. hands. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so, there was that Monday night game against the Ravens a few years back. Oh, right, they, where they were going for the perfect uh-huh. season. They, yep. got, uh, they got refed. Yep. The Ravens got refed right yep. out of the building. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, I, I, I had to take a uh, – listen, I'm not saying he's not a great player. He's a great player. I can't give him the best player I've ever seen. In my, in my opinion, I, I can't you, you give him – You would go with Jerry Rice. Right? I would go with Jerry Rice, yes. I would say Jerry Rice. And and and, and even, even considering his, you know, horrendous last couple of years at the end there when he was just trying to hang on with, like, Seattle or Yeah, that's not We have a 22-year career. Right, right. exactly. Yeah, the, guy, the guy was ridiculous. So, but um, it's – Maybe, I just, maybe LT uh, has to be in, that, in the conversation. No question. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, top 10 best players of all time. Brady's in there. Montana's in there. Jerry Rice is in there. LT's. I mean, LT literally changed the way the game is played. So, um, But, uh, no, it just, it just annoys me. You know, oh, he got two hundred. He got his two hundred first win. He's not a starting pitcher. Football is the ultimate team game. I understand that he's a great player. I'm not saying he's not a great player, but it's just it's such a lazy, you know, headline. It's just the classic conventional wisdom because we need something, right? To, right. To put something up there, right? G O A T two O one. You know, G O A T the goat. Yeah, exactly. The greatest yeah, of all time. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, and by the way, Jeff Fisher, how's that uh, seven and nine bullshit treating you? Because you're four and eight, by the way. <laughs> he's, 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 
getting an extension. He's getting a two-year extension. He, apparently, they already gave him – well, first of all, it's more like a one-year extension. But apparently, this, this two-year extension for he and Les Snead, which, by the way, you want to talk about names a guy who can't be good at anything he does? Les, Les Snead. Snead. That's a GM of the Rams. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're not going to be good with that name. Um, but uh, that's like a, it's like a, like a Christmas story villain. Yeah, right? it is kind of. Les yeah. Snead. Yeah, it's like Uriah Heep. Les Snead. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, – they both got extensions, but apparently these extensions. Yeah, but, were, yes, you did just hear your uh, Uriah Heap reference. Sure. That happened, yeah, you know. ladies and gentlemen. Hey, listen, I'm an English major. Um, they both their extensions apparently were worked out uh, a while ago. For some reason, they decided now to announce it. Maybe it's to tell Eric, Dick and, Eric Dickerson to shut up because you know he's been taking yeah, shots at the Rams for like right. the last two weeks and saying he will not set, set foot in the Coliseum until Jeff Fisher is no longer the coach. Um, so. And actually, I will say Jeff Fisher and I thought handled that situation with a lot of class and said, listen, I'll, I like Eric. I don't understand why he's – Eric and I – I mean, Jeff, how much value do you take before these press conferences? Um, but uh, in any event, that's the calm Jeff Fisher. That's a very calm, serious Jeff Fisher. That's when he's trying to let you know that he's very serious, a very thoughtful person. Um, but uh, but so – uh, it's a two-year extension, but really with a team option in the second year. So, I mean, I, I don't think he can really, Yeah, they, they, I mean, listen, Stan Kroenke is the owner of the Rams, has more money than God. He, he can, he's going to he's not going to worry about paying uh, you know a coach to not coach there. It's not going to be a big deal. Um, but boy, they stink. I mean, the Patriots ever get to play anybody? We discussed. He's never had a quarterback in his division that's any good. That part is a hundred percent true. He has never. I mean, like Matthew Stafford's had to contend with Aaron Rodgers for all these years. So there's nobody in that division that even comes close that to Aaron Rodgers. Not even house. Not even. I mean, Chad Pennington was that's was probably the best player, and he was serv- I mean, he was like a little better than serviceable. I mean, he was a nice quarterback. He was I mean, okay. Drew Bl- Maybe Drew Bledsoe had one okay year with the Bills, like 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 average. Yeah. I mean, this is what we're. This is this is where we're. Yeah, at. I mean, look who's there now. Tyrod Taylor, eh, he's okay. I mean, Fitzpatrick had a decent year last yeah, year. Yeah, whatever. We know all about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, exactly. He's a backup quarterback. Um, you know, whoever the Dolphins have been trotting out there for the last fifteen years is never any good. Um, yeah, I mean, really in the conference. I mean, who's he really? Roethlisberger. Right. Uh, I mean, that's that's really been there. Roth, the, the Ravens and the Steelers. Um, and, and Peyton, of course. When Peyton was in his heyday with the Colts, which, you know, they beat him a bunch, but they also lost him a bunch. So um, that's it. I mean, that's that, that, that has been. To go 15 years in the division and never have to, never face a good quarterback. Exactly. Never. And none of those teams have ever been good. No. You know, the Jets had a couple of nice seasons, you know, where they right. the championship game two, two years in a row. Well, I mean, think them about them. it. They lost, they, 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 Tom Brady lost at home to a Mark Sanchez-led yeah. quarterback yeah. team. That was the, the Bart Scott post. And he, he, he can't. He can't. Yeah, wait. Uh huh. I mean, I don't know if he could be the best quarterback of all time if, if he lost at home to Mark Sanchez mm-hmm. in the AFC champ in uh, in uh, not in the AFC championship game, but in the game prior to the divisional game. Right. right? Yeah. Right. That let the Jets get to the AFC championship game. Uh, speaking of really good quarterbacks, or soon to be one guy who's really good and looks like he's going to be really good for a long time, uh, David Carr is getting a Dune over there Certainly for the Raiders. Is. Um, Derek, Derek I mean, Carr. sorry, that's right. His brother was little, David little Carr. Derek Carr is getting it done. I mean, they were down 24-9 yesterday with five minutes to go um, to uh, the – Sexy Raxian Company. To uh, the Bills and uh, then just put on a barrage and ended up what, – what was the final score? 38-24. Right, so they scored 29 on, on unanswered points. With like five minutes to go in the third. By the way, also further – but you're seeing my point earlier, these, these statistics are idiotic. This idea that you have to run the ball to win. Well, the Bills ran for over 200 yards yesterday, and, and, they, and they had a 24-9 lead, and they still lost. The Lions had about 70 yards rushing from running backs. Taking, I'm taking out about the 20 yards Stafford gave us, and, and still won the game, and won the game pretty easily. So, yeah, r- rushing stats can be a little deceptive. Obviously, like the more you're running the ball, like, if if you have uh, if if you're putting up 120 yards, you're probably not scoring that many points. Right. You're probably scoring around you know you're probably max up at like 27 points. Well, and look, Lashawn McCoy had a 70 yard touchdown run yesterday. So that, that inflates the numbers a little bit. I get it. But you can control the game better. I mean, you know, obviously, when you're throwing the ball 60 times, it makes it hard. To like play. everything else, it's context. It's what it, can can you run the ball when you need to run the ball, which is when you have a lead with four minutes to go and you want to run the clock out. Right. And can, like the Lions, as a matter that, of fact, that's well said. The Lions did a very good job doing that yesterday. 
Zach Zenner came in off the bench after Dwayne Washington got hurt and had a couple of first down runs late in the Zach Zenner, budding surgeon. I was not aware of this. Oh, yeah. He's a big, like, medical guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a pre-med major at South Dakota yeah, he's State. Already, he's already been accepted to medical school, yes. apparently. Yes. Lincoln Tomlinson, as well, is uh, quite smart. Not football smart, because, boy, that guy never know what he's supposed to do on the field. But, uh, yes, off the field. And by the way, this match, Patricia, I just assumed was a moron. It was just in the right place at the right time. Right. Did you hear? The guy's a physicist. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, the, the defense coordinator for the Patriots. Yeah, with the stupid with the, beard, with the dumb beard. You just assume it's just a moron. Just you know, just got got, right. got a lucky gig. Right. Yeah, the guy is a physicist. Hmm. Well, it's funny because uh, when we were sitting there at one and three, I was trying to wrap my arms around the fact that a guy with a dopey hipster lumberjack beard was going to be my head coach next year. So <laughs> now, listen, it still may happen. We may lose out and go eight and eight. It, it could happen. I'm not. I, I haven't. Uh, I'm not. Putting uh, Caldwell and uh, Canton just yet, right? <laughs> but uh, as, as Billy Tuner would say, right? But but good to know that my potential next head coach of the, of, of the Lions uh, is a guy that perhaps that, that is uh, indeed a physicist. So that's yes. uh, that's it. And of course, I say that because obviously Bob Quinn came from the Patriots. So I would assume. Well, li- listen, I'll tell you this: I take him over Josh McDaniels. I, I can't. No, I can't. No, no. Yeah, I'm, I can't. I'm with you. I can't. I can't have it. I can't have Josh McDaniels as my next Everything coach. Everything just cries weasel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just kind of got that rat face a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, his over-exuberance when he was uh, the head coach of the uh, Broncos. Yeah, just, no, 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 And then it all no, ended just, up. Just, just no. It all ended just terribly. No. Yeah. Vito. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as we hit, hit the, uh, the top of the hour here... Um, Major League Baseball, a couple of big, well, not really big moves. Uh, Pretty big moves. Big moves in the, in the Bronx. Well, I mean, you've signed Matt Holiday. Yeah, it's fine. It's a deal. fine for it. It's, it's a fine. fine. It's a one-year deal. Why not? If he's terrible, it doesn't matter. Hey, this guy's he's been a very good professional. He's got a career OPS of close to nine. He's been a very good professional hitter his whole career. Um, the yeah, big, yeah, actually, that's a lot, but, but you know, not to go after Ryan Clarence. He's going to want four or five years. already 34. Yeah, That's smart. where, you know, you maybe get a couple of good years, but then you're really – you're checking yourself. Yeah, listen, the, the Yankees field. have been doing this for years, and they've they seem to finally learn their lesson. Yeah, because they, because the the game's caught up to them, and they, right. they have to change the way they do business. Correct. Although, of course, there was an article in the Post last week about uh, the, I guess George Costanza wrote it. You, the Yankees could get Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, <laughs> Matt Harvey, oh, and not even and that motor even cost well, that much. Exactly. Yeah. I figured out how to get them in the same outfit. No. Oh. Yeah, Griffey and Bonds. And yeah. I, think I, I think I figured out a way to get Griffey and Bonds, and it wouldn't even cost that much. Uh, tell it's a new GM. Uh-huh. And that's a new, new assistant to the GM. Right. Yeah. But, uh, to, to, by the way, to that end, also, is if we're talking about Larry David Steinbrenner, yes. you had your own little Larry David Steinbrenner moment as before we started this very show. As you had a that? song, you had a, uh, what you think is a Stevie Wonder st- song stuck in your head. Oh, that's right. Heartbreaker. Uh-huh. Taker. Uh-huh. Very, yes. very catchy. Just stands up. Very, very catchy. Uh, that was, uh, yes, Pat Benatar's song, of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mark Melanson, uh, Melanson, whatever, Mark Melancon, is how his right. name should right. be pronounced, went to the Giants, apparently. Oh, that, that happened? Yes, that, that, that happened. Apparently, it just hot off the wires, I believe that just happened, yes. Oh, you know what we didn't discuss? We didn't discuss your boy Brett Cecil going to the Cardinals. So what? Oh yeah. So now, flash forward uh, six months. So wait. So what are you going to do when me, he's when he's consistently getting big outs? Let me let me just let me just set the tone here. Brett Cecil is a that's your guy. Is is a not not even mediocre, a lousy left-handed relief pitcher for the Blue Jays. <laughs> Every single time I see that guy coming in a game, he gives up a lead. Every single time. And by the way, I'm pretty sure he had six. At least six losses out of the bullpen for the uh, for the Blue Jays this year. At least six. I was always dumbfounded every time I would watch John Gibbons bring this guy in the game. The guy never got anybody out in a big spot ever. So he signs with the Cardinals, which means four years, four years, thirty million dollars. I am I, my jaw almost hit the floor. I figured he'd be a guy that might get like a non roster invitee invite or veterans. He's going to get so many big outs. No. It's going to drive you bananas. No, no. I, I mean, I, I will be incredulous <laughs> as he's like striking out Cespedes in a big spot. You know, Mike Matheny will idiotically leave him in to face a righty. When and he'll he, get away with it. And he'll get away with it. Yeah, it's going to drive you bananas. Speaking of which, obviously the Mets re-signing Cespedes. We didn't talk about that. That was huge. Now they can go about the business of filling out the rest of their team. They can either trade Granderson or Jay Bruce. Uh, for hopefully some bullpen help or at least a good prospect. Seems likely that one of those guys is going to go. You right? would think, yeah, you would think so. Um, 
you know, Bruce give you anything in the outfield at all? He's yeah, he's got well. I mean, he's got a much better arm than Granderson. Much. Mm-hmm. He actually has a pretty good arm. So I mean, he's I think he's an upgrade uh, defensively over Grandy at this point. I still yeah. find he make a lot of good plays though. Well, you know what? I will say this. You know, and he played center field late in the year too, and actually did a pretty nice job. Listen, I, I know he drives me nuts. He's so streaky, but uh, the last two years. He's finished really strong, and that, I mean, and that's not nothing. And Did he also make a really nice play in the wild card game in center? Uh, he, he made a great play. Yeah, he made a to, huge to, play to, to keep the game. Yes, tied, yes. Tied at run zero. Dead, on the dead run, ran smashed into the wall. He yeah, made yeah. a great play. That's right. That got that got lost in the fact the Mets lost that game. But um, yeah, and then lastly, quick NBA note: Russell Westbrook five straight triple doubles now, averaging a triple double on the season, going for a six tonight. Uh, and the Knicks actually look like not a complete unwatchable mess. Other than that, that's all I've got. That's all you got? That's all I got. So uh, we'll, we'll have to discuss Westworld because, um, you know, I guess. Yeah, the next I got to get caught up and we can uh, we can discuss. Is, is this the last show? This was the last episode all right. of the first season. We, we shall discuss next week. Uh, until then, enjoy all the sports the rest of the week. And peace out.